0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new good Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. good Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. What's up everybody back for another week and just 47 days, 47 days, that's all until the start of the college football season. Now today is going to be a little bit different today. We're, we're going to talk baseball because we had the first round of the major league baseball draft last night and two Mississippi guys were drafted. Also had a couple of prospects as well, but two Mississippi guys were drafted last night. Both pitchers, five picks apart. And uh, really happy for both, uh, for separate reasons, but also kind of the same. And then the Home Run Derby is tonight. How locked into the Home Run Derby are you? If you're not, you should be. And I'll talk about that more coming up. And then also you had some news from the Open Championship this weekend. Bubba Watson forced to withdraw because of very stringent COVID protocols. So we'll talk about all that this morning. Uh, right here on the live stream if you're a first time viewer welcome in glad to see you and if you're a regular listener i'm also uh, glad to see you as well but if you're a first timer this is something that i will be doing every morning monday through friday right at about 8 a.m and it's on periscope which how most of you are watching through the sports talks twitter feed also on youtube search my name on youtube subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, ring the notification bell so you won't miss when when I go live it's there when I upload anything on YouTube it is uh it, it will be there so subscribe to the YouTube channel JP you'd be proud of me good morning man uh we're up over 100 we're up over 100 subs on YouTube uh, we made the goal last week now It's a lofty one because I've only got 47 days to do it. But in 47 days, I want that number to go from 1 to 300. It's not going to happen. But that's the goal. If you don't set goals, are you ever going to achieve them? Um, So subscribe to the YouTube channel. And this also gets uploaded in podcast form. Mike in the Morning should do it or my name, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, leave a rating and a review while you're here. So glad to see you guys. Good morning. And uh, 47 days until the start of college football season. I promised you football content every day. That's the only thing you're going to get today because we're talking draft and home run derby. But 47 days away from the start of college football season. Just 47 days. And those are going to fly absolutely, absolutely fly by. So uh, 103, yeah, that is north of 100. 103 uh, I got this morning. So uh, hopefully that will rise as well after, um, after Sunday goes away because of what I plan to do this football season with live streaming um that will really shoot up the boards so we'll see anyway yeah the major league baseball draft last night and um Rob Manfred got booed because he deserved it uh I saw one uh blue checkmark sports writer uh complain about the boos for Manfred they called it tedious and and something else and uh, no he deserved it And there's, uh, you know, a few dozen apparently young kids in the crowd that were booing him. And those guys are American heroes. They should have done that. And uh, glad they did. But you had the draft last night. Uh, Henry Davis from Louisville went number one overall to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jack Leiter went second to the Rangers. Not surprising, although, you know, this is going to sound really stupid. And I really don't know why I feel like this, to tell you the truth. Something in me says that Jack Lighter's not going to be. I don't know why I think that. I know this is going to be something that ages like milk. Something in me believes that Lighter and Rocker are not going to be these great pros. I don't know why I feel that way. I really don't. I have no idea. Uh, but that's how I feel. It's so stupid. I know because I can't quantify that. I can't say, well, because of this, I mean, they're, they're elite. They've got elite stuff, but there's just something in me that doesn't believe that they're going to be, you know, day one starters in rotations that wins world series. I don't know. I don't know why I feel like that, but, but I do, um, Jackson Job, which was an old Miss commit. I believe he actually moved in uh, to town just in case. And, uh, They need to go ahead and call two men in a truck and get his stuff right out of town because he's not showing up on campus after going number three overall. But you guys don't care about this. You care about the guys from your state. Although Kumar Kumar Rocker went number 10 to the Mets. And so although Mississippi State lost the game that Leiter pitched in, think about this for a second, guys. State won the national championship. They won the championship series when they pitched against the, or played against the rested number two overall selection and the rested number 10 overall selection, they had to beat that team with those two guys on it. And yes, I know they lost the lighter game, but still the game that sealed the national championship, that won the national championship was against the number 10 overall pick. And they absolutely mashed the number 10 overall pick in the draft. To get there, there's no question, or at least there shouldn't be question of the legitimacy of of Mississippi State's championship. I know some, you know, I had somebody text into the radio show about an asterisk because NC State probably would have beaten Vanderbilt at full strength, and and maybe so. I think Mississippi State, uh, I, clearly, uh, I think they would have won regardless, but NC State would have been a unique challenge, uh, but it didn't work out that way. But if you're going to slap an asterisk next to this championship, you're a fool. Look at what two of the pitchers that they faced, where they went in the draft. (laughs) Two top ten picks they had to beat to win the national championship. That is as legitimate as they come. So there's very few people, if any real people out there, that actually think that the champion, that the natty is not legitimate. But if they do, this is all, all you need to know. Uh, about that. Really all you need to know. Will Bednar goes number 14 to the New York Giants. One of the best teams uh, in baseball right now. I mean, <laughs> really good organization to be joining right now. Uh, I saw a lot of the upside is his multiple pitches. They were talking about it last night some. His six six uh, 6.1 strikeout to walk ratio uh, is pretty impressive. He strikes out almost 40% of the batters. 39% of the batters that he faced this past season. Um but they really apparently his uh his slider is a plus pitch uh at that level. Um they like his curveball. They think that in order for him to reach his ceiling, at least this is what they said last night. Uh he's got to have a better changeup. He's got to work on that changeup and I assume that that's what they'll do as he works his way through the minors, but uh they see him as a middle rotation guy in the future as long as he can get that changeup down. So um, a classic case of playing your way into that position maybe I'm wrong maybe I missed it maybe it happened somewhere and, and I just I didn't see it but nobody was talking at least that I saw about Will Bednar's top 15 pick potential going into this season I mean I heard a lot about how good he was and how how good his stuff is and stuff like that but this is a guy that, that played his way into this spot. He wasn't already there and had to maintain like a Gunnar Hoagland. Going into this season, Gunnar Hoagland was already there. You know, He was already a first-round pick. A lot of people thought he was going to be. He got arm surgery and still was a, a first-round pick. Unless I completely missed it, Will Bednar is a guy that had to play his way into a first-round pick, and, and did he ever. And I think that although college and, and pros are, are very different for, for many reasons, but when he elevated himself and played his best in the most crucial spots, that has to be so attractive for a major league team. He's not a guy that um, will have such a learning curve uh, in terms of pressure, atmosphere, stuff like that. Again, you know, going to Boston is very different than playing in a very friendly college World Series environment, but he's a kid that elevated his game when it mattered the most. You know, pressure never really seemed to be a problem for him. And uh, that's got to be attractive for the Giants, uh, where, you know, you've got some of these guys, really good players that, here, I'll give you an example. Well, you've got guys that, you know, are coming up from high school. Uh, That'll be a a stark learning curve. But the guy that got picked right after, now I'll find a pitcher, actually, a pitcher that got picked after. uh, UC Santa Barbara, Michael McGreevy. What a baseball name that is. Michael McGreevy. uh, Pitched at UC Santa Barbara. And, you know, good program. California baseball is really good. But I don't know if this is meaningful or not. But I do think there is something to be said about the type of environment, the type of pressure that Bednar pitched under and thrived under, as opposed to this McGreevy character. At the end of the day, does it really matter? Maybe not. But if I'm the Giants, I do like that this kid's been battle-tested at the highest level, in the most hostile environments, and he proved that he is capable at that level. So played his way into it, deserved uh, the selection, great organization that he got selected to. I mean, it's just all good all around and um, a feather in the cap of Chris Limonis. You know, it. not that recruiting was going to be an issue anyway for Mississippi State after winning the championship, but now you can point to where Will Bednar was going into the season and where he ended up after the season. Uh, he was protected nicely from Chris Limonis. He performed his best at the highest level. Again, maybe that means nothing. I don't know. But he is the most battle-tested pitcher in this draft. Along with the two guys from Vanderbilt, of course, because they have also pitched at the highest level. But battle-tested. At least this season is Will Bednar for sure. <laughs> You're right. Hey, Dad's, uh was pretty pumped last night having, uh, having Bednar go to the Giants for sure. Elimination from something outside of your control is rough, JP says. NC State was hot, but the best roster flashed the best leather and emerged as the best team. There's not many people doing the asterisk thing. I think folks online are really overblowing um, that conversation, but that's what people online do. You you know how that goes. Um, The Internet is not reality, and there are some people that think that they are the same, and they're just not at all. A few picks later, down the list, Gunnar Hoagland went 19 to Toronto. And I'm really, really, really happy for that that guy. Um, He was a first-round pick, although it was in the supplemental picks. But he was a first-round pick, chose to go to college. And it worked out for him. Even after Tommy John, the gamble paid off. He's getting more money. And uh, he developed in college as well. I mean, you look at his freshman year to how he was pitching this past season. And um, he got much better, and he got more money. And although the stigma has largely been removed from, uh, from Tommy John, it's not the, the bugaboo that it used to be. You know, it doesn't really scare teams anymore. The procedure is, is really sound and solid, and he went to the best to get his procedure. And um, it, it, it doesn't scare teams away like it used to, but you can't help but wonder if he would have been picked earlier, if not for the Tommy John. Either way a top 20 pick, uh, I'm really happy for him because I can't imagine once they determined that it was a, a torn UCL and he had to get that surgery, I can't imagine what was going through his mind. You know, he was that close to realizing his professional, his life goals, right, being a professional pitcher, and that could have changed everything. If the surgery didn't go well, you know, something could have happened. You know, it's a scary time. And it's real money that he could have lost. And I'm, I'm really happy that he didn't. Uh, I, I was excited to see that because he, he deserved it. He's a good player. Uh, seems like a good kid. Took a gamble on himself. And I'm glad that that gamble paid off. I was really happy to see that he's going to get a lot of money. Life-altering money. And I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, his uh, Apparently, according to the people that write about this stuff, say that he's uh, his upside is middle relief. That, it, that his pitch arsenal... Uh, is a little bit more complete and solid uh, than than that of Bednar. But Bednar's stuff might be a little bit more electric. But um, they see him, once he recovers from surgery and all that, as, uh, as a middle rotation guy, you know, once he recovers, which he will. I was really happy to see that. Really, really, really happy to see that. Um, gambling on yourself. And then tearing a ligament in your elbow as a pitcher has got to be scary. So I was excited to see that it worked out for him. Something else I'm excited to see, by the way, Home Run Derby. Home Run Derby is tonight. And um, you can't help but wonder if there's like a a weird feeling around it. I mean, they played the Futures game yesterday, right? And that seemed to have uh, have gone well um, without incident, but, but after, which by the way, not a mainstream story at, at all, really. Um, you know, it's been covered, I guess, but like my wife watches the first 20 minutes or so of the today show before we have to start getting ready for the day. And, you know, they, they didn't mention it. And at least in their opener, they didn't mention it at all. And I can't help but wonder why not. Yeah, I guess maybe because it didn't happen. But you know, there were four people that were arrested for having sixteen long guns, is what they keep calling them, and a thousand rounds of ammo plus body armor parked at the All Star Game in Colorado. If not for for a maid that went into their room, I guess they didn't have the do not disturb sign on their hand, on their door handle or something. But if not for her, we'd have seen something pretty awful today or tomorrow. Not pretty awful, devastating, and it, they just didn't. It didn't even get talked about. Richard Branson's billionaire, you know what? Yo, he went to space. Billionaire goes to space. That's a oh look at that. That's awesome. But this doesn't. I don't know. You would think that this would be a bigger story than it is. I guess because it didn't actually happen. But my gosh, it's terrifying. Um, it's absolutely terrifying and heartbreaking. So I hope that. You know, that doesn't put a weird vibe around the festivities this week. Uh, I imagine that the people there are going to be um, on edge uh, through it all. But anyway, you would think it'd be a bigger story. Either way, I am thrilled to watch the Home Run Derby tonight. I said yesterday on the uh, soon-to-be-defunct Sunday show that – if you haven't watched Shohei Ohtani, because it's hard to. I mean, baseball makes it so hard to watch their best players. Bally sports is a joke, all that stuff. I mean, you guys know it already. Blackout law or rules and the, the fact that you can't watch the Braves around here, let alone the Angels, and they, they do a terrible job of marketing. It's hard to watch this guy, so if you haven't had a chance to see him play, I compared him to Ken Griffey Jr. Don't roll your eyes. I think that the way they swing is very similar. And Otani's having a year that is unprecedented in baseball. I mean, he's a first-ever pitcher and hitting all-star selection. His numbers are unlike anything we've seen since Babe Ruth, you know, a long time ago, right? Uh, I think Richard may have been alive then. I don't know. Um but we haven't seen Otani or anybody do what Otani's doing, maybe since Babe Ruth, but no, nothing in between. If you haven't had a chance to see him play, though, I love the fluidity of how he goes about it. That's why I compared him to Ken Griffey yesterday. Everybody remembers Ken Griffey Jr.'s swing. Him striking out was still pretty. You know what I mean? It's just the perfect swing. No wasted motion. All just Fluid. Like he was born, and you know he kind of was. Like he was born to do that. Like that's how his body was built. Like the the higher power, uh, the the baseball gods, when when he was created, built his body to swing, and just the fluidity of it. It it was it's it's a beautiful swing. Forgive me for being kind of corny, but that's what it was. Shohei Otani swings with a similar. It's a little bit different, you know. It's very it's very. Asian, right? The, the way they swing is a little bit different. um. But there's no wasted motion. The fluidity of it, even when he strikes out, it looks good. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to actually watch him live, because, again, baseball makes it damn near impossible to watch these guys live anymore, watch the Home Run Derby tonight. It's not the same, but the way he swings, it, it's it's perfection. And it's fluid. It's so it's so natural. It's like he never had to learn how to swing. Just like Ken Griffey Jr. It's like he never had to learn how to swing. It was just like he was born that way. Otani's got the same fluidity to me. It's, it's beautiful the way he plays baseball, the way he swings. It's just so fluid. And if you hadn't had a chance to watch this dude, watch the Home Run Derby tonight, and you'll see what I'm talking about. He looks different than – like Joey Votto's in it tonight. I mean, Votto is an incredible – I mean, all of these guys – are Joey Gallo, not Votto. Um, all of these guys have great swings. You know, they're the best hitters in the game. But when Otani's up, you'll see a difference between the way he swings and the way everybody else in this swings. It's so fluid and natural. So I'm excited to watch him in this kind of setting. Uh, I, think he, uh, I think he did a home run dirty derby in the Japanese league, right? I could be wrong, but I think he did. Um, so he, so he's aware of, you know, what this is like. It's not his first rodeo, but the best hitter in the game today is in the home run derby tonight. The best home run hitter in the game today is in the derby tonight. And uh, I'm thrilled to watch it. Absolutely thrilled to watch it. Hope you guys are uh, as well. The bracket for what it's worth, I think it's 7 o'clock tonight is when it starts. Yeah, 7 o'clock tonight. Uh Otani will go up against uh, Juan Soto in the first round. Uh, you've got Salvador Perez and Pete Alonzo. Uh, Joey Gallo against Trevor Story, Matt Olson against Trey Mancini. That's your home run derby tonight. I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped uh, about this. So uh, I remember watching. Aaron Judge at the last time I went to SEC Media Days f- four years ago. Um, how that was appointment viewing. Aaron Judge was like this rising star, you know, this unique baseball player that you've never seen. And everybody kind of stopped to watch him hit. The same effect is going to happen with uh, with Otani tonight. But we'll see if the numbers reflect that. He has not been marketed well enough. More people need to be aware of this guy. Casual sports fan is not quite aware of, uh, of Shohei Otani, so they need to really capitalize on tonight and, and make it appointment viewing. So I'm watching, though. I'm watching. Something I will be watching but kind of reluctantly at this point is the Open Championship. They have very different protocols in England than we do here. Basically, for the most part here, if you're vaccinated, you're good to go in sports and, and everything else. Uh, Bubba Watson had to withdraw from the Open Championship. Here, I'll show you his statement, actually. Um, This always takes me too long. All right, here's Bubba Watson's statement. He said, please read on Twitter. He said, I'm disappointed to announce I will not compete at the Open Championship next week due to having direct exposure to someone who has tested positive for COVID-19. While I am vaccinated and have passed the required pre-travel COVID test, Not enough time has passed for me to comfortably join the charter flight and risk exposure to other players and personnel on board. I appreciate the RNA's guidance in helping navigate UK policy for such situations. Like many of you, I look forward to watching the Open Championship on TV since I will be watching from the comfort of my couch. I will not mind seeing the field have to deal with a little rain and strong winds. Best of luck to the players. who look forward to returning next year. The reaction to this statement was utterly mind-blowing to me. Completely mind-blowing to me. Uh, I saw a lot of people say they th- that they're, they can't believe Bubba Watson thanked the RNA for not allowing him to play. That's not what he did. He thanked the RNA for helping him figure out what he needs to do with UK policy. And some of the reactions to this uh, are, again, you've got people that are calling him a coward. You've got people that are calling him other things that I, even though the FCC doesn't regulate uh, live streaming like this. Um, people calling him things that I don't want to repeat here. Calling him immoral. Call, again, calling him a coward. Calling him all kinds of stuff. The thing about this is Bubba Watson has no choice. It's not his call. It's not his call. This is the UK policy. The, the players at the Open Championship are so restricted. They can't bring their families. If they go to a restaurant, they're subject to withdraw, being forced to withdraw from the tournament. Uh, it is like the NBA bubble, basically, over there. Bubba Watson had no option. He didn't thank the RNA for banning him. He thanked them for help trying to figure out his options. They wouldn't even let him private charter a plane over there and play. He had no option. He could not participate in the event. It's not Bubba Watson that you should direct your anger at, but people have no concept of reality anymore. It's the UK's policy in the way they're forcing these players. Some of these protocols at the Open are mind-blowing. Again, it's like the NBA bubble all over again. Bubba Watson being vaccinated should completely absolve him from having to quarantine or, or whatever or not participate in the Open, but that's UK policy. He's not a coward. He has, he has no control over it. If it were up to him, he'd be there. If it were up to him. Uh, so some of the the, the reaction to this, uh, you know, people just, they are either willfully misinformed or are so ready to just find a guy to be mad at that they chose Bubba Watson for having to withdraw from the open because he had no other option. It's just, it's frustrating as hell. That that's what we do now. You know, we, we find... um you know we find a cause to to just get so angry at regardless of the actual facts of the matter you know people just jumped on Bubba watson how can you thank those people you're a coward you should be playing all that stuff he doesn't have a choice there's no option for him and he's been playing well lately too it's um it's not his fault the protocols are so bad guys that um Ryan Moore yesterday at the John Deere earned a spot in the field at the open. So Lucas Glover won. shout out Greenville, South Carolina got his autograph right up there above my head right now. First win in 10 years, uh, for, uh, for my hometown guy. I was pumped to see that, but uh, Ryan Moore earned a spot in the field at the open after finishing second yesterday. And he said, no, I'm good. No, thanks. Basically. Um, Hideki Matsuyama is not playing in it. Uh, A lot of players considered pulling out because of how strict everything is. Uh, It's over strict, to be honest. Uh, Your vaccine status doesn't matter there, clearly, for for Bubba Watson. It's quite insane, honestly. Uh, But that's how it is. And people are angry at at Bubba Watson because, because it's what we do now. You know, we, we rush to judgment, and everybody should think the same way I do. And if you don't, you're a coward or an idiot or whatever. And that's some of the reaction that Bubba got yesterday. It, it's awful. Um, be mad at the UK, not Bubba. Craig says, why was the draft during the finals in what would have been Game 7 of the Stanley Cup? Because Major League Baseball is really stupid. <laughs> Major League Baseball is dumb. They held their draft last night while another league is having their championship. I mean, why would you do that to yourself? Would the NFL do that? Well, the NFL can kind of do whatever it wants because more people will watch it regardless. But still, would the NFL do that? No, no, they wouldn't. So why does Major League Baseball? They should have had the first round today. This is when the first round of the draft should be going on. I mean, what's one day, right? But they don't care about marketing themselves or anything. They want as few people to watch them as possible. Uh, Interest in all sports is really going downhill. I mean, seriously, in in everything. Even the NFL has held really, really strong, but their viewership numbers are slowly declining. Much slower than everything else, but it is slowly going down. People are finding other things to do, stuff like that. Um, With cord cutting and all that, Sports viewership is down. But baseball, it just continues to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, last year, they had the uh, the pay scandal, if you want to call it that. Players playing half the season didn't want to take half the pay. And at the end of this season, they're going to go into some kind of dispute that might lead to a lockout and, and a strike and all that. Now they have the sticky ball situation. They had the Astros cheating scandal. The only story that baseball is making right now is scandal-related or failure-related. They don't market themselves. You can't watch the players. Major League Baseball is a joke, the way they are handled. And that's why viewership is dwindling. Uh, The the thing about that is some of it is inevitable, but the NFL is the only league in the country right now that is basically doing everything right. College football has a parity issue. The NBA turned a lot of people off with political messaging, and you can disagree with me all day because I know some NBA fans will, but that 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 is the truth. It has turned some people off. Also, they only cater to California and the East Coast. Small markets or smaller markets just don't matter. Even Phoenix doesn't get covered the way it should. So there's a coverage problem in the NBA, and there's a super team problem. Player movement's an issue, and it's turning people off. Baseball's got a marketing issue. They, you can't find them, and they do things like last night. What the hell was the draft during another league's championship? What do you do? I mean, just wait one day. Somebody in the room can put their hand up and say, hey, hold on, guys, look at the schedule. The the NBA finals, game three, will be that night. Let's move the draft a day. Let, you know, push it back a day, whatever. You know, be flexible. Um, I mean, you don't know when the NBA finals exactly are going to start because it's all dependent on when the other series happen, but the day their schedule is out, you can change it. I think maybe there's a an issue with partners. I don't know. But I think that's something that you should be able to be flexible with. And if you're not, if you're going to tell me, well, it doesn't work like that. They already set their schedule. Be more flexible. Do you want more interest or not? Because the coverage last night, with the exception of baseball-only media, was NBA. Help yourself, but they choose not to. And JP says, because no one is watching Major League Baseball. Um Yeah, and now one of the brightest young stars uh, just tore his ACL in Atlanta, which is just a shame. By the way, if you guys are on YouTube, and and all of the comments today are from YouTube, uh, like the video also, if you don't mind. That will help me out a lot. So if you like what you see here, actually, physically, like uh, the video, and uh, that would help me a ton. So, um, home run derby tonight, I'm going to watch Otani. I'm an Otani homer. I want to see history. He's making history. Uh, congrats to uh, to Will Bednar. Uh, played his way into that first-round pick. Deserved that first-round pick. Gunnar Hoagland. Really happy to see that despite uh, the Tommy John that he went in the first round and uh, two good organizations for those two guys to be in right now. Uh, really happy for the both of them and uh, really happy for Gunnar Hoagland. 47 days. 47 days until the start. Of college football season, 47 days away. Um, almost had a good recruiting weekend, also. Uh, Four commitments this weekend for, uh, for Ole Miss. So we should start training camp here in a couple of weeks. The players will report, even though they're already there. Um, and they'll start practice in a couple weeks, I think. Uh, maybe three weeks away from uh, the start of practice where the content game will really really pick up. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, weather's going to be beautiful for the next 10 days or so, by the way. Unseasonably cool for uh, for Mississippi. 80s and like very low 90s. We've had a really, my wife was talking about it yesterday and, and she's right. I mean, we haven't had a hot summer yet. Now that I've said that, the opening weekend is going to be miserable in Starkville, but uh, you know how that goes. So, Thank you guys for tuning in again. I'll see you on the radio this afternoon where Richard is back. I know that upsets everyone. (laughs) And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with you at eight. Don't forget to subscribe everywhere. Nice uh, fall weather for fall camp. Yeah. (laughs) Zach's a radio listener. I can tell we are starting a movement and uh, tell everybody. So I know you guys consume other content. I wish I was the only one, but I know I'm not. And that's fine. When other People that you follow or engage with are, are talking about fall camp. Correct them. Start a movement. College football does not have a fall camp. They do not camp in the fall. The season does not start in the fall. It is training camp. Call it exactly what the NFL calls it. It's training camp. It's spring practice because that happens in the spring. And it's training camp because it happens in the summer before the football season. It is not fall camp. It'll be 110 degrees for these poor kids out there practicing. Um, So, bro, have you felt the humidity? Nice kiss of death there. I felt the humidity, and and you're further south than me. Um, You know, it's not fun, but uh, it's better than it could be. I mean, last summer was brutal. Brutal. RER needed an entire makeover, basically, so I was doing like eight-hour days on Saturday and Sunday last summer. Uh, working in the yard and getting everything clear because it had been neglected for 30 years. And we haven't had that kind of heat yet. So I'll, I'll take what I can get, even though the humidity's way up there. But I'll take 90 with humidity as opposed to 100 with humidity. But anyway, it's spring practice training camp. Because if it was fall camp, it would be happening in the fall. So I'm hey, we're starting a movement. And I, I have to correct myself 100 times, and I will as we start talking about it. Training camp. Same thing as the NFL. They call it training camp because it doesn't happen in the fall. Training camp, spring practice, training camp. Starting a movement. So anyway, y'all be good. Thank you for tuning in. Glad that uh, I'm a small part of your day. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget to like the video. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And I will start working on a rebrand as well. And then after the rebrand is done, I'll start working on uh, the overlays and stuff. For uh, the weekend content, and I'll uh, I'll show you guys uh, when it's done as uh, as well. So, see you guys tomorrow morning.